Welcome to the Purple Pulpit with writer, broadcaster, everything extraordinaire, Brian Murphy. Another extraordinaire fella. <laughs> Comic Brian Miller. He writes, he, he broadcasts, he does a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm Bob Sansevier. And uh, big game for the Vikings, beating Seattle. What do you see this week against a good Cleveland team with one heck of a running game? Well, I think what... This will get played up during the week, as it should, but I, I, I love the matchup between Mike Zimmer and Kevin Stefanski. I mm-hmm. mean, think about the motivations of both guys. You have Kevin Stefanski, who's lauded, probably rightfully so, as one of the young, creative, offensive, I don't want to say genius, but offensive minds, um, who has a franchise quarterback in his lap, and he's able to he's able to take Cleveland from the doldrums to the playoffs and put them into the mix discussing elite AFC teams. He also basically got let out the door in Winter Park or whatever they call it now, TCO, by Mike Zimmer saying, yeah, you know, we don't need to keep you. Good luck. We wish you the best. And you got an offensive guy against a crusty old defensive guy whose team is now the Vikings morphing into an offensive kind of juggernaut, not a juggernaut, but a team that is defined by its offense. All of that being said, I think this is a clash of egos. I want to see who outcoaches who. Well, what's interesting about Stefanski if you'll recall, he was passed over at least once because he brought in the they guy him, from Philadelphia. Uh, was it Denver? Or, or, oh, passed over in-house. In-house, yes. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and he could have had the job before he actually eventually oh, got Oh, DeFilippo. Yeah, DeFilippo. Yeah, yeah, Who didn't last the season. And then he gave him the interim tag and finally gave him the job for the next season. He was one season as a coordinator, and then he got hired. I actually thought he'd fail. I give the guy credit. I well, didn't he think was, he could do it. Well, it seemed to be way in over his head, yeah. but uh, they've rallied around him yeah. in a big way in Cleveland. Well, a lot of these guys, a, a young coach can do that, and that's what the Vikings need to look at is a young offensive coach. And I'll tell you, if he keeps calling the games the way he has, Clint Kubiak's star will rise with this team. As long as, as Cousins manages the ball and as long as the protection holds up, yeah. yes, yeah. he will get his due credit. I'm still not 100% convinced we, we're not we're not due for that Cousins game. I mean, we're only three games in. He has two a year, but there's plenty of time for that three interception game. And if he's... This uh, this defensive front for... Uh, uh, Miles for Garrett, four and a half sacks. Scary. Uh, they had I, nine I, total yesterday. Yeah, it was... I mean, now part of it was, come on, the, yeah. bear, the Bears were terrible. But, uh, but, but they're... they're Deadly. They're so good. I don't think the Vikings win this as a, as a low-scoring game. If they win this, it's going to be 35-42. to 42. It's going to be a high score. It's going to be a shootout uh, because the Cleveland offense looks strong. The running game is great. I kind of don't understand why Stefanski doesn't run a little more bootleg and a little more play action with uh, Baker because, man, when he gets moving a little bit, woo. That guy is not not just as a runner, but just passing on the, on the run. Very, very good. It would be surprising if... Cousins had time for plays to develop downfield. It's going to be, I mean, yeah. that's where I think we've talked about Conklin. I think Conklin could be a big impact. The backs could be a big impact in this game. And they got to have uh, Thielen, well, all of them need to be running quick slants. Yeah. Because they can't go deep. They I won't have time. No, and I, has the offensive line completely solved their issues? I don't think so. Uh, They'll come up. They're playing well. They're playing with confidence. Yeah. Again, very few flags, well, very few blown assignments. But you watch, and there's there, there's times it was a tight end on each side. They're giving these guys help. Mm. Yeah, and that you need to. Which I mean, that's good coaching. They yeah. need to do that. Yeah. Um, and again, Cousins doesn't always look comfortable in a in a crowded pocket. He never no. has. Uh, but boy, he's playing with an awful lot of confidence right now. I think Thielen was saying yesterday he's fearless. And 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 maybe he never thought of that with Cousins. He always thought he had a little bit of happy feet, a little bit jumpy, a little milk toast. 
But now he's got a little bit of a, a warrior in him. The one thing you got to say about the guy is he has been just creamed at times. He doesn't really get hurt. He's very durable. Yeah. He, he, and he's a he's a frail looking fella. And when you know when he, his worst season, I mean, he, he had guys on the second the ball touched his fingertips, and it was it was cartoonish how bad the line was for a while. So he he actually I think he manages a mediocre line quite well. well it's just I don't think he's gonna he's not gonna excuse Lamar Jackson could might find some way to get around like a truly awful offensive line that Kirk Cousins not. But they're not past it yet because again they're using the tight ends, they're using the backs yeah. to block. Uh, he needs help there. If they could, if they actually get to the point where the lineman can handle what's coming at him, he will put up incredible numbers because he'll have more receivers to, as options. He only, I think, he only completed passes to five different guys: the three wideouts, Conklin, Conklin and, and then probably Madison. Madison, yeah, and that was yeah. pretty much it. I don't think Ham had a catch. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. Being at home, though, it, it is a different team at home. Well, you were in the building. I can only imagine. You had 21 months of pent-up frustration because of the pandemic. Uh, the fact that they had a face plant last year started out 0-2. Mm. So the tension was palpable. Well, but the, the, but 66,000 people there can really alter the course of an it, a, a, a visiting team's offense. It was loud, but also they cranked up whatever noise they were putting in louder. And They this, Falcons did a little bit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pipe in a little of that enthusiasm? This decibel thing they showed at this level? People weren't even cheering, and it's 108. Oh, I yeah. mean, they were just. I don't it, know if you know that. That's not an, a, an, a scientifically accurate. It's not reading. like at the airport. <laughs> and and I also I've known this for a while. Well, they had now. the windows open. That might have let some of the noise out too. Mm. Well, that could have been it. The one thing I didn't like, you know, they had the fake snow, the synthetic snow, or whatever it was. <laughs> too much, too soon. Because of Odin, <laughs> you know, because the whole Odin thing that they have. And Jim Marshall talked about when the sun went down over Metropolitan Stadium, they felt Odin. And they didn't do the skull chant back in the Purple People Eater days. They chanted Odin. The only thing about the synthetic stuff, got in my drink, my Diet Pepsi. I had a dump. Uh... wasn't happy with that stuff. But anyway, it's uh, <laughs> being at home, little anecdote that was probably not worth telling. First world issues again. <laughs> Might be edited out later. Probably <laughs> the not. synthetic snow got in my stadium <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> that I didn't pay Lament's for. Noted broadcast. Yeah. broadcast my my comped broadcast. meal got ruined yeah. by the fake snow. <laughs> <laughs> the shrimp on the buffet had very mealy tails. Oh, I wish they, if only they had shrimp. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday when they do face the Cleveland Browns. They got to get to two and two because then they got the, well, what would look like a cakewalk, but those Lions can play tough, but then they revert to being the Lions. Yeah. And if you get to two and two, you feel even, you feel like you've been able to reset your season. Maybe the worst has already happened, or at least it feels like it's already happened. You start fresh in October. But I think this is the bigger, you cannot look ahead to Detroit. No, 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 no. no, no. I mean, I, I, wouldn't you have taken two and two? Of course, I would have if taken I, if, two and two. If, if, yeah, before August tenth. If somebody said two and two, I just absolutely. I just said good, good job, fellas. You because know, this I, two and two may even feel like three and one if they if they beat the Browns. That's because again, the four point differential in the loss to Cincinnati and Arizona. But you can't say you got to take care of business. You got to mm-hmm. handle success, and you got to. It's a long build all season long. You can't have any more hiccups right now. No, and. uh we want to thank everyone for listening. On behalf of Brian Murphy, Brian Miller, I'm Bob Sansevier. When you see Purple Pulpit show up at Vikings Territory and Purple PTSD, hit that button and listen. Don't go away. <laughs> and you'll hear good stuff. And that's how we make our money. <laughs> Bob's getting stern. <laughs> All right. we'll, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>